0: It's UK Cowboys TV, uh, season one, episode twenty-five, and uh with us we've got the, the we have the return of Richard Jones. He's back off his. uh I'm going to say maternity. I'm going to go with maternity leave. Why?
1: Why? Why? No, it's paternity. Client. No, no,
0: no, first there you go. Yeah, yeah, you're like a girl, so it's maternity. Uh, uh we've got him with us right. <laughs> and we have a special guest with us uh we've got brandon uh brandon with us from cowboy joe if uh you haven't seen his page or follow it make sure you do it is worth a barrel of laughs got a question for you though right brandon where did he yeah. come from
2: <laughs> yeah. Del, Del? you know uh <laughs> i was uh sitting around like all right so i had ordered a uh a mullet wig off of amazon yeah for, for the sole purpose of uh i wanted a new shotgun and my wife was just like if you cut the grass in a pair of short shorts with a mullet wig on and uh no shirt and cut the entire yard which takes like two hours in my house and she's like and let me film you on facebook live at the same time she's just like then i will I i'll get you that as a gift and i was like okay so i went ahead and ordered it it came in I decided not to do that, <laughs> but I just put it on one day, and I was just like, you know, I'm going to make a funny video with this, and I was just like, God, oh, what's kind of a hickish sounding name, and I was like, the first thing that kind of just came to mind was Dale, and I was like, Cowboy Dale, and I just I just rolled with it, and a bunch of friends laughed, and they are like, hey, man, you should keep doing that, so I did a couple more, and then it just kind of escalated, and over the period of maybe three months, I was up, you know, 1,300 followers or so, and I was like, okay, <laughs> let's keep doing it. That's uh, it, yeah, I, I, one of the things I was going to say, you
0: sort of just exploded out of the block with it, and uh, well, yeah, yeah. people respond to, to humour, mate. People respond to humour. Um, yeah. But uh, one of the things we're going to be talking about today is not just about yourself, Cowboys. We're going to be talking also about the Cowboys' win uh, against the Lions in Ford Field yes. this weekend, thirty-five to twenty-seven, uh, beating a uh, a team really that they, they had to. They had to win this game. Uh, is quite important. There were, of course, a few injuries in that game, Um, but before I announce them, I'm going to say the biggest injury of the week is Brian Broadus uh, today announcing that he is no longer going to be part of Cowboys, Cowboys StarsCowboys.com. He's not just uh, a big fan over here in uh, UK Cowboys across uh, the world, and he's also probably one of our biggest fans as well. Uh, coming on the show multiple times um, he is going to be missed now we will get in contact with him we'll give you all updates as we talk to him uh, but for now we're just leaving him to uh, give him his space and time uh, but in terms of the Cowboys injuries uh, we did have a couple namely the two that have uh, bled on uh, into the week one is our right tackle Lyle Collins with an MCL spring uh, and Cornerback Anthony Brown with a tricep. Uh, we did have a couple of other players that went out during the game, but they came back. Um, but uh, any of those, uh, the two, Lyle Collins or Anthony Brown, we'll start with you,
2: Brandon. Do any of those injuries concern you at all? Well, of course, uh, Lyle Collins concerned me like right away because he's been balling all year, man. And uh, I thought it was going to be a little worse than it might be. Hopefully that's still the case. But I did... I think I read it. Uh, he, you know, went to the locker room with the team. He didn't leave early or nothing like that. So hopefully that's a good sign. But yeah. yeah, that that one concerned me more than the Anthony Brown. Did, uh, Demarcus Lawrence was he on the injury report maybe too? Uh, he
0: went he, he went to the, yeah. the concussion yeah, right.
2: protocol.
0: Yeah, 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 but he, he literally you. came back uh, within a couple of plays, so he's yeah. obviously. Uh, fine there but for you guys uh, Graham and and Rich any of those either of those concern you or are you exactly the same it's more just Lyle Collins over the other pit uh, over the other uh, Anthony Brown
1: go on Graham
3: yeah Collins Um, Cameron Fleming scares me a little bit particularly the tackle position yeah Uh, um, so in the case of next man up you kind of want Collins back in as soon as possible um you know, you are gonna be managing injuries at this stage of the
0: season
3: and it's just hope none of them are too serious. Yeah. Yeah. You the thing
1: there, Reg? Pretty much, yeah. It was a it was a case of hold your breath when um when you know who went in. Um, Lyell. I'm glad it was when he first went down he was really, really holding um face guard of his helmet quite a lot. And it I was like, Oh, this looks bad, but Thankfully, afterwards, like you said, everything seemed to be relatively calm um, by all accounts. I mean, not that it's any sort of great medical, technical knowledge, but Garrett was like, yeah, he looked fine. Um,
3: I think he's going to play
1: next week. It's like like, vague as anything. Um, But yeah, it's generally things seem to be okay. Touch wood. Um, Just just got to wait and see. It's. Like they say, it's the annoying thing if it's day by day, but with an injury like that, it it really is. You just gotta wait and see how things go. I've I've I reckon they'll have him ready for the weekend. Um They they can't afford to have Cam Fleming in. But again, this goes back to what I said before I went on maternity. They they don't have the depth there on the line that oh. they should have. They don't have the quality depth and they need to be need to start addressing it and hopefully now, given that he's so young, they'll start doing that because not only are they having injuries with the older guys, they're having this now with Lyle as well. This is something, as you said, that's carried over. It's a soft tissue injury. It's carried on and on and on, and it'll continue to. This is going to be one of those things he'll fight throughout the whole season, and then he'll probably get addressed in the offseason. Okay. Um, hopefully, Anthony Brown will be okay. It's, let's wait and see what happens, mm-hmm. really, but Lyle is the main one.
0: Yeah, yeah. Definitely. I think we're all on the same line. But let's get into the offense. Start with uh, a bit of uh, something fun, yeah? Offensive MVP. I think we're all going to be aiming for the same guy, yeah? Uh, (laughs) Brandon, who is your... Yeah, there we go. Uh, He's giving it all away, yeah? Um, Yes?
2: So, you're going with Dak Prescott? Yeah. If I I could give it to two people, I would just pair him together with Gallup. (laughs) But... When I have to, when it comes down to one, I have to give the edge to Dak. Man, he just definitely, man. I mean, I mean, Tavon Austin helped us out on one, and there was another that was very close, but still, uh, yeah, man, he just took over the game. He's playing at the MVP caliber level in my in my opinion, man. Uh, If he can do it next week against the Patriots, then then that's the point where I put him in the conversation. Yeah. If he can do that against the Patriots, you know what he did on Sunday, then that's when I start looking at him and maybe that conversation.
0: (laughs) He's definitely one of the guys who's tottering on the edge of the MVP conversation. I mean, just to give you a a sort of insight, um, just his last three games, uh, he's gone for, where are we, nine touchdowns, two interceptions, two sacks. But he's um, he's on three thousand two hundred twenty-one yards for the season. One thousand and ninety-eight of those yards were in the last three games. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's killer, dude. <laughs> that's he, killer. He, he is bossing it.
3: Um, all right, great. Um, who's your uh, offensive MVP? You can't look past Dak Prescott. Um, just with a special mention to Michael Gallup. Um, yeah. I think he. For your second receiver to have 148 yards and some particularly good catches, you know, they tend to look... Uh, they, I think they took care of Cooper. Um, yeah. for, for Gallup to step in and be the the, the kind of second threat, um, I mean, not to mention Randall Cobb, 115 yards as well. I mean, that yeah. showed you what kind of day Dak had. Um, but you, it, you'd be crazy to look past uh, Dak Prescott for the MVP because he was fantastic so yeah. good and uh, particularly, particularly when we went behind you know mm. didn't look flustered at all you know um, I think he's taking care of the ball a lot better nowadays and um, you know if he needs to run he will do mm. you know yeah. rather than throwing it um, to somebody and uh <laughs> He picked up a
0: first. down, quite an important one. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah. I totally agree. Um, it's, uh,
2: the hip twist, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, as they say, loose hips, sing ships. Uh, so that's what I'm going with.
1: <laughs> Sorry.
0: Uh, are you going with the same guy? Is it? Is it a uh, a uh, 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 complete? clean sweep, Rich, with you, uh, and you pick him back as well?
1: It has to be. Um, With the game, I mean, the guy, what, like, 444 yards? How can you not pick him? Um, Like Graham said, honourable mention, obviously, to Gallup. Gallup basically played the game we all knew he was capable of, and he should have played against the Jets. The exact situation, Cooper's out-slash-being-limited, needed him to step up there, he didn't last time, he did it this time. So I think he's um, exercised a few demons because of that one. As you said, Cobb as well, um, but another honourable mention to uh, Tony Pollard as well. So it was a similar situation from the running back side of things. Zeke was kept out, um, or just wasn't out, changed attack with Pollard in, there is a big, obviously a big change. Um, mm-hmm. People obviously don't see him as big a threat. Um And that gave us a lot more options in the running game and the run-pass option than afterwards when he was in. They didn't lose a step, if anything. They gained it when he was in, purely because of that.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Um, And, I mean, we'll jump a little bit over for what what I've, you know, the sort of questions we laid out. So we'll go straight to the Pollard um, part there, because you mentioned him. Now, it's something... Yeah, we, it's something that, I, I i mean, I know we've mentioned it on the show many times. I think many people are. There he is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've been a Pollard guy since
2: before the draft. And I like yeah, guy. We, Memphis, if,
0: if you watch the show, we mention him literally every week. Um, yeah. One of the things we, we talked about is why not line him up in a slot? Put him in a slot and, and move him about. Finally, somebody from the coaching staff must have watched the show and listened to us. They do it, we get it. <laughs> Finally. Um, but, I mean, I, well, since, you know, you're a big follower of Pollard, Brandon, I mean, do you think he's getting used, particularly in this game, the right way? Is it more of the coaching? Because um, uh, they have a stubbornness, you know, especially mm-hmm. Garrett. Very yeah. constructive. Do you think this is perhaps him going, well, maybe I need to stop that? And uh, is Paul R. now now when you look at him in that game, being used the right way?
2: Yeah, finally he was, except for, was it back in, uh, I can't remember, it was it week two or three or something like that? They actually gave him some good touches, and he went over yeah. 100 yards, huge average per yeah. run. And and then after that, they just he was getting like one or two touches a game for, for I don't know how many games in a row, man. Uh, yeah, he's he's been highly underutilized this year, in Damn. my opinion. And his 4.3 speed... Actually, it's funny how I found out about it, his 4.3 speed because at the Scout and Combine, he actually ran a 4.52. And um, I posted a video on him. as one of the first videos I ever did. And he actually seen it, and he DM'd me on Twitter. <laughs> and he was like, man, I ran a 4.3, not a 4.52. He said I had food poisoning at the, at the Combine. That's why he ran a 4.5. But at his pro day, he said he ran a 4.34 uh, 4 was his fastest time. And that's not blazing, man. But yeah. We can use that. <laughs> we can definitely use that. Definitely, they need to keep it going, man. I think ha- take letting Zeke have a you know a drive off here and there yeah. is is good for him
1: too. It, yeah. I, uh, so yeah. keep keep Zeke tired. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's not the first like... time they've done it, but it's definitely a good thing for them to do. And the more they do it, they've sh- they've shown themselves now. That the more they do it, Pollard, the more touches they give Pollard, and the more chances they give him, he'll put it to good use. He won't go and waste that.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, but
3: are you with? Are you on the Pollard train as well, Greg? I think you have to be. You know, you have to be. It's it's, it's going to be tough for him to get the carries with Zeke being our, our Belco. He really is. I mean, I think um, especially when you pay him the money that we have, you expect him to be, but. If we can get more touches to Pollard and take pressure off of Zeke, take carries off of him, particularly towards the end of the the regular season, give him a break, that would be nice to see. But if we have to line him up in the slot, then I'm all for it. Because if you can move pieces around and play wishbones and all that kind of stuff, it's only going to open up the playbook, which is good. Yeah. All right, then.
0: Uh, But talking uh, on the flip side of uh, Pollard is also Zeke. Um, I think there's a split decision on Zeke that, you know, one side of it is he is a guy, when he's on the field, demands attention. So because of his playability, all the focus goes on him. Um, but, Brandon, what, 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 what do you think, mate? Do you think Zeke is on form? Is it something standing from Or do you think he needs to do more?
2: It's such a tough subject because I'm a huge yeah. Zeke fan. When it came up time to draft, or when it was him versus Ramsey in the draft, and you know all the talk was going on, I wanted Zeke so bad. And I still am happy to have Zeke on the team. The ninety yeah. million thing does uh, his contract scares me. It does, but I mean I love having him on the team. With that being said, I uh, I think he's I don't think he's got the same burst this year. I I, I hate saying that because. But I I don't I don't know what I don't know uh, what the issue is. I, one thing I looked up I I marked it on my notes here. I was looking yeah. up y- yards created per game. Yeah, which is you know measured uh, it's measured um on uh it's not including anything as far as you know them just breaking a big run not being touched. It's uh every yard they make after breaking a tackle. So yeah. where he ranks among all the running backs in the. You know, and the yards he's gaining after break, baiting his first tackle really shocked me. He ha- he's, had, uh, he's averaging 25.3 yards a game um, in yards created per game. So he's creating 25.3 yards per game. Running backs with more than him is Adrian Peterson, Alvin Kamara, uh, Chris uh, Carson, Christian McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, Derrick Henry, Josh Jacobs, Leonard Fournette, Marlon Mack, Nick Chubb, and Saquon Barkley. That's a long list of running backs, you know, for a guy that's getting crazy money at the position. Yeah. yeah. But at the same time, like you said, he brings a lot of focus. He brings guys down in the box. It gives us more one on one coverages and things like that. So, you know, uh, it helps us in that area as well. So, yeah. 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 I mean, but one of still the. He's still needed. So.
0: Oh, definitely. I mean, you know, they were saying uh, in the off season, you know, how important Zeke is to the offense. I mean, things are—I would say—starting are to change um, in terms of focus with how Dax playing recently. Oh, yeah. I think, yeah, the focus of, of who's driving the offense is changing. But one of the other ones that that's quite important to note is um, the uh, amount of loaded boxes that Zeke's getting and in terms of if you look at that list I can't remember yeah. exactly I checked before the Lions game so I don't know how it looks now but he's like right literally right near the very top of the list of the amount of times he he faces a loaded box I um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah um but uh, uh, Graham do you think Zeke needs to do more or do you think he's
3: on par do you think he's doing exactly what we need him to do well, I'm just going to uh, piggyback on what you said there. I said in the pregame that um, you've got to pick your poison with the Cowboys' offence, and they chose to, to limit Zeke. And again, that comes up with 444 yards. So we're going to get you one way or the other with the majority of teams. So um, I, I just wonder what what effect the offensive line has had on the the running game as well, I don't think it's as um, I don't think it's as dominant, particularly in the passing game. I think Dak Dak had to do a fair amount outside the pocket against the Lions, so I don't know if it's got the same um, pop that it did. I certain we talked on the podcast that Zach Martin said that he's having one of his worst spells as a Cowboy, so. Um, You know, I I don't think it's a coincidence that Zeke numbers tend to fall a little bit when our line dips. Um, But, you know, we got the win and uh, he is up there. I mean, it's a little bit tough for him just now, but like we we talked about, if you want to load the box, we're going to pass over the top of you. We've got three um, quality receivers and a quarterback that can get the ball there. So not all that concerned with it all that much. Are you concerned, Reg? No, not
0: in any way,
1: shape or form. No, not in any (laughs) way, shape or form. I know I have a reputation of being probably a massive homer when it comes to Zeke. and I think that's fairly well-earned. But the thing that people need to remember is, first off, Graham's exactly right. I mean, we all know everything on whichever side of the ball. It all starts from the line. It all starts from the lines from in the trenches. Everything works out from there, which is why the Cowboys have done such a good job Um, and spent so much draft capital a couple of years ago anyway of um, going in the offensive line and that's why they were one of the best in football and they're still up there in the grand scheme of things even though they've lost the likes of Doug Free and they're injury ridden at the minute really on that line they're still doing pretty damn well outside of that people need to remember a couple of things first off like you said he's facing a lot of loaded boxes because people know what he can do he was paid handsomely because of what he can do yeah. And if you leave him unchecked, he will, he will bust a move and he'll make you pay because he did exactly that towards the end of the game when they were blitzing. Dax. one of the only times they blitzed, and who got the ball outside? It was Zeke. That yeah,
2: screen yeah. pass. We've been needing one of
1: those exactly. <laughs> that, that, that. Was even, that wasn't even running. That was a you know because obviously his skills as a runner came in after that. But that was a freakish catch. That shows oh, a yeah. player. Zeke is. If you take your attention off of him, he will make you pay one way or the other, and they made him pay seriously because that was that was seven points in an eight-point game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, okay. it's 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 a, it's a massive thing, and <clears throat> the other thing coming on the back of it is obviously it's a lot easier to transition into this league as a running back. Typically, that's why traffic capital in the over the past couple of decades isn't used as much because they, they can be taken off the shelf, plugged in and played, and, and you're away. The Cowboys have changed that a bit to a degree over the past couple of years. Running backs and the running game are being valued more and coming more and more into things. Um, as we go on, it's tend, it's, there's been a bit of a shift back towards things. There's been more of a value added to the running game. Quarterback is entirely different. That takes you a good couple of years, as we all know. So now we are seeing Dak coming through and starting to really mature as a quarterback even though he started really well like you said he's this offseason has been really good for him um, his passing game this isn't the first time we've seen him have a really good game but yeah he's had 444 yards like you said they were covering Zeke all night and Zach was still able with the receiving call we got with lots of weapons you know I mean if Amari yeah, yeah. could help, he probably would have had three 100 yard receivers realistically <laughs> He, he probably,
0: probably have. If you, yeah, I agree. He could have. I think more than anything, uh, Amari in this particular game was just used it more as a decoy, which is why mm-hmm. he was off so much. Yeah,
1: um, yeah he was covered and used as a decoy. I completely agree. But it's. I, I think people are worrying too much. Obviously, there's a lot of expectation. And ironically, Brian Broadus is the person that always say, says it that people have a problem when they know how much money you make. Because yeah. when they know how much money you make, there is an expectation there. And when you're not busting on every play or on every other play, making massive gains, people are going to be pissed off. But they need to look past the obvious stuff and see what else is happening the Mm -hmm. team around. Like you said, it draws more people up, it opens up people further back. And the good thing is, the Cowboys are capitalising on that. So not only have they got all these weapons, they're being used properly. Nearly every pundit out there is saying the Cowboys should be doing better than and, and their record is right now and yeah. that's completely accurate people, I, I think people need to calm down a little bit I don't think Zeke's lost anything in any way shape or form really
0: <laughs> Okay, that's fair enough Another
1: um, thing-
0: in, in terms of defence um, like we'll we'll start with you again Brandon who was your, I, and this is going to be quite a tricky question to go with with our, our defence the way it played against the Lions <laughs> Who's was your defensive MVP for this game?
2: Um, for me, that would have to be Robert Quinn. Um, he only had one sack, but he still had a sack. He he had four quarterback hits, so he was yeah. getting pressure. Uh, pretty frequently, he was at least getting some pressure out there. You know, can't do it alone. You need some other guys to step up with him. But I I think he stood out the most to me. Um, he had about, uh, there was like three tackles, a sack, and four quarterback hits, and he seemed like he was in the backfield a lot, making, you know, making the quarterback have to really uh, stay on his toes. So that would be the guy for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, he seems to always be in the backfield, and and making them. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think there was one as well where um, I think it was Bo Scarborough come in into the line, and just out of nowhere, he, he comes back and literally as he's handing the ball off. <laughs> You know, Quinn's in there tackling the running back, you know. Um that that's some explosiveness. Um but for great, who have you got for the defensive MVP? I know you have to think
3: hard on this one for this particular game. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Jalen Smith on this one. I think the the name tackles and the tackle for loss. Um and you'll all remember that one particular hit on Bo Scarborough. I think oh yes. He came yeah, out nice. of nowhere and lit the guy up. Yeah. Or oh, we. I think we all felt it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think uh, everybody was like, "Whoa!"
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was an explosive play. But I mean, that's something. Jen and Smith, as we've always said, he always seems to be that player. That when he's back playing forward, he seems to be a lot better player than when he's at the line and are asking him to play backwards. It's a very strange way. I think maybe perhaps
3: it's just his way of. Of reading the, the, the offense, perhaps. I, I'm i yeah. not sure. I can't remember which um, commentator it was, but they said that um, possibly Smith and Vanderhesh had been reading reading some of the stuff that's been said about them. And yeah. for him to lay down a marker like that, it's like, okay, I hear you. Let's go <laughs> play type idea. Uh, yeah, really good attitude
1: out of Smith.
0: Yeah.
3: All right. Who's your de- defensive MVP, Reg?
1: Quinn, 100%. Quinn. I was going to say Jalen just to be different then, but you've taken both my guys, so I'm just going to go with <laughs> this. It Quinn. It's, it's nice that we've got like an, another tank, basically. And what I mean by that is that the drive. There's no snaps off. He's constantly go, 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 go. And it's really, really nice to see. It's nice to have another guy like that on the defensive line.
0: Yeah, and and not forgetting as well, Bennett managed to get back there and get another two sacks.
1: Yeah, honorable mention for Bennett. Yeah, since he's come in, he's been impactful as well. I'm really interested to see what he does this weekend
0: going forward. Yeah, yeah, especially with uh, the way the Patriots are playing, they uh, are. I don't know. Did you guys see the Eagles game? I did. Yeah, Yeah. it's It's
2: the end of it. Very
0: slow, very clunky. And I'm on about the Patriots, the Eagles, yeah. were were even worse. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, there's even people asking questions about Brady, you know. It, it, yeah. Is he not uh, doing things as quick as he should be? Um, very clunky game. Um, but I'm going to ask you this question, Brandon, and then we'll move on to the other questions for you all. Um, what do you think is the issue with our defence? Where
2: is it going wrong? It seems to be missed tackles to me. Uh, A lot of missed tackles and safety play. That's at least for me, that's the two things that stand well. I don't, I feel like the safeties are consistently out of position a lot, uh, taking the wrong angles. Uh, I feel like we're missing a lot of tackles. And then I see a Woozy A so often, more so than not, not getting his head turned around. Yeah. You know, he's in a perfect position to make a play on the ball, but he just never gets his hit around. Yeah, those, those three things stand out to me uh, with the defense. Yeah, yeah. It,
0: it, it, we mentioned Chidobe Awuzie doing that, you know, that he seems to do the hard part yeah. of getting into position, and then, you know, he doesn't oh, yeah. do the easiest part, which is just get your arm up in into the ball. Um, but in terms of the defense, right, um, I'll start with you Rich because I know you're going to have a bit of a rant on this one how good is this defence is it really as good as they say or is it bad, mediocre where where do they stand where, how do you see this defence
1: it's kind of the story of the team for the season really they're on paper and from what we've seen in them previously, what's on tape they're a lot better than this than what yeah. they've been putting out there so far this season Okay, and there's, there's lots of things, like Brandon said. Safety play, missed tackles, definitely, yes, which is really weird coming out of a Rod Marinelli defense for a start. Um, it's, I, I really struggle with this one because I don't think it's one thing. I think maybe it is a bit of pressure to perform because they've done it before, and there's the expectation there. Things are always harder to do when there's the expectation there. Everyone... League wide was singing the linebacker core praises, and they've not played bad, you know, they've not played terrible, but they've not been great, they've not been the level they were last year. I really, really struggled to put a finger on it. I don't, I, I don't think it's any one thing, whatever it is, I think it is slowly getting better.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, but uh, I, and you said about the game last night that, that was, you know, there was were two teams that was a defensive slugfest, uh,
0: yeah.
1: I think. I don't think there's anything wrong with Brady, per se. I think a a, a lot of other people from watching them go, there was some miscues, there was some mistiming, not necessarily in his side. There were some questionable things he did. But, um, I mean, yeah, the guy is getting on. I think those sort of things and those sort of comments will creep in anyway just because of how long he's been around. But there is serious potential for this game to be a shootout because of how well Dak's playing, how well the wide receiver court's playing. How well Pollard's playing. you know. Before you even look at Zeke, if they stack against Zeke and they stack against Cooper, we could be looking at potentially the same thing again. But that's against a much better defense. But I do think they're good enough, especially Michael Gallup for a start. And I don't think they'll pay enough attention to Pollard again. But the thing I worry about is the defensive side of the ball because we've then got to stop Brady and everyone else. So And I think their defense is better and I think they'll probably win because of it in all honesty. But it could be a very interesting sunday but i i don't know what what i don't know exactly what's is, what's is up with this team defensively it's it's weird and it's been like i said before it's been ever since that last game of last season they just didn't really to me rock up they didn't look like they wanted it as much and it seems to have rolled over a bit but it's it's weird to see people like van der our having hands on people and not dragging them down by thinking yeah not slamming him into the ground just from his fingertips like he was last season. It's weird.
0: Okay, Uh,
3: Graham, bad, good, mediocre defence. Where do you pigeonhole them? I just wonder if the collective bargaining agreement has a little bit to do with it because I don't think in terms of tackling, it's not just particularly the Cowboys. I thought the Lions missed a few open tackles. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, you just wonder if... If there's less padded practices and less tackling in practice, that can only, you know, that can only filter into games. Um, I mean, you see, you see, you've seen them before in um, hard knocks and so on. These tackling dummies that are remote control, that's not, that's not a player. That a, a tackling dummy doesn't have a juke. A player can have and all that kind of stuff. But a tackling dummy won't throw his shoulder into you or stiff arm or all that kind of stuff. So I just wonder if if the the last CBA has something to do with it because I don't know. I I, I don't see. Like I w- I wouldn't call Van der Esch a player that's going to miss a tackle. Mm. Um, I mean, you saw you saw that particular tackle from Smith. If they could if they could do more of that. That can only be good. Um, I just want another thing. I wonder if our slow start has has an effect on the defence because if we manage to get the start, if we manage to get a 7, 10-point lead, the team we're playing is going to go to the pass a little bit more. You know, it knocks them off balance and it makes them more predictable. So while while we keep giving teams the head start, Um, it allows them to stay balanced and keep us guessing. So um, it's a tough one because there are fewer, there there are few coaches in the league i trust more than Rod Marinelli to sort out. I don't think they know particularly what the problem is because you would imagine they would have fixed it by now if they did. Yeah, yeah, I agree.
0: Um, I mean, one of the things we always see, cropping up and i'll just ask you this brandon and then we'll move on to the the next one um one of the things we always see in practice reports uh as the week comes out is usually the cowboys report it's a long list um you know it's always limited didn't participate um so on and then as the week progresses that list gets shorter do you think perhaps because there's always seems to be a a, quite a, a large group of defensive players on there especially the stars Do you think that has an effect in the game because they're not practicing together in the week and then that filters into the game?
2: It's hard to say. I mean, I guess it could affect their chemistry a little bit, but Mm -hmm. it's something they've been doing their whole lives. And, you know, practicing and training so, so many years for, I don't, I don't think they would really get out there and not know what they're doing just as well as they would any other time. Okay. Uh, I don't, I don't, I can't really pinpoint it to be honest. Uh, one thing that's, I mean, um, this is backfilling just a little bit, but I noticed our last game, we allowed seven, uh, seven plays exceeding 20 yards. That oh, yeah. was a season high for the entire season. And, uh, you know, we should be settling in at this point, And we allowed seven 20 plus yard plays, at no turnover. Well, I,
0: yeah, that, that was one of the, the, the things I was going to lead to. I mean, we'll stick with you, Bran. Um, the lack of takeaways. So is that a, a coaching or or a, a scheme? Or is that just the, the, the level of, of skill that we've got back there? Um, not really getting any takeaways, do you think?
2: I'd have to say it's the level of skill back there. I know Byron Jones is killing it, as usual. Uh, I mean, he don't force turnovers, but he he doesn't allow, you know, he doesn't get a lot of targets his way either. But uh-huh. you look at Chris Richard and what he did with the Legion of Boom in Seattle, he obviously, yeah. I mean, it's obviously not him. If he was able to do what he did with that group, um, then again, they had a lot of were great players back there. Um, <laughs> but, and Rob Marinelli historically has put together some really big, you know, defenses that can really uh, force turnovers yeah in in its history back in you know so i think it's just with who we got back there you know we got the issues going on the woozy usually where he's getting beat a lot and our safety play just being very below average Mm -hmm. and uh, and then byron jones they usually stay away from him yeah yeah
0: I mean that's the thing. The ironic part is Byron Jones is getting the job done, but he's getting the job done by what he does before, you know, before like any the quarterback's looking his way because he knows there's no point because he's got him locked down. Um do you think perhaps though if <laughs> he allowed a bit more cushion he'd get the ball more <laughs> his way and he'd get more production, do you think?
2: I think I think he could. I think he's I'm I'm a big Byron Jones fan. I think if yeah. uh, he had more, I think if he had more opportunities. But then again, he uh, he did, you know, start at safety for us in the past, and still wasn't forcing turnovers, you know. And that was that, you know, playing back there, g- g- puts you in the position to really make forced turnovers if you're doing your job. Um, so I guess I, <laughs> I don't and know. It's what his it, one. <laughs> it's a tricky one. Yeah, it's tricky. It's really tricky because I mean. He's had plenty of opportunities in the time he's been with us to force some turnovers, and it's just not happening. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: all right. I mean, you know, with these things, I think maybe perhaps there's a bit of conservativeness, um, the Jason Garrett way. But um, do you think perhaps, Rich, there anything uh, with the issues? I mean, at the moment, we're at zero. Uh, Actually, I think we're on uh, minus one now for takeaways because Zeke had the fumble in the game. Um, but we didn't get it back. So, takeaways on the defence, I mean, is that becoming an issue?
1: Yes and no. I mean, part of it is, I think, like you said, this. I don't think this defence is geared up both in terms of skill, and I don't think it's what they preach in terms of going, going out, out there, there trying, trying to get interceptions. They're very much preventing Ben, don't break. That's a secondary thing to just making sure they don't get what they're trying to do. Yeah, uh, it it doesn't seem like a primary focus of this defense to get takeaways. Like it doesn't seem like it's uh, like a couple of years ago with Jacksonville, they went out there and they were wanting to get sacks. They were you know, Saxonville. They that was their main thing. They didn't really care about how many points you scored. They just wanted to get to you. That was their main focus. Um, I just, I just, I just think they're geared up completely differently but also to ask you guys a question because I'm actually struggling right now with sleep deprivation how <laughs> many guys outside of the line do we have on how many guys do we have outside the defensive line that were on their second contract
0: um, Brian Jones is coming up is Um still on his first contract you are sorry but he's still on his first contract his, but he's coming up this year yeah um, Heath. Your point. Yeah, Heath. David it's, Woods won't be. Green Thompson, Thompson won't be. Heath. Yeah, it is. He's got movie. a very young Heath.
1: secondary backfield going on right there. Very young. With the exception of Byron Jones, who, like you said, is now starting to come up to it. And Jeff Heath. But Jeff Heath is not that kind of player. Jeff Heath. Uh, sorry, um, Byron Jones capable of doing it, but again, I don't think he is that kind of player. He's a very, very good player, but I don't think he is your rack-up-the-interceptions kind of guy. Yeah. Um, and the rest of them are, are young. I mean, yeah, it's very valid criticisms of Owusier, but he got himself in some good positions and made some good plays last night as well. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's a young guy as well, and like you said, he's 90% there. He, he's doing all the hard stuff. Arguably, that's a good thing. I mean, a couple of years ago, that was tank
0: yeah 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 i, I mean, mean in
1: tank, that exact situation
0: tank almost left the team
2: who is he <laughs> yeah the talent to he, be special man if
1: he could just get his boss skills down exactly <laughs> yeah. that is a young guy give him some time with the right people like a chris michaud like a rod marinelli and i think it will come i think i think it's a bit of a mix on, on that side of things um people are wanting big step ups quickly understandably it's I think it takes a bit longer than people like, me included. But I think that's probably a bit bit of what it is, at least no small part. I think it's just a very young secondary. And I don't think, like you guys said, they're, they're geared up necessarily that way. I think it's yeah. like Brandon said, it's necessarily a, a bit of the skills as well.
0: Okay. Um, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to skip you on this one, Graham, but I'm going to go straight to you on this question. Um, we're going to go to the mailbag. Owen is asking... Um, which is something that has popped up uh, before. What can special teams do to be better? Because there's a lot of kick and punt returns coming back our way. Um, and, you know, our special teams seem to be leaking. Is there anything in particular we need to do to do better on special
3: teams? It's, it's tough on special teams because of the new rules. Um, I mean, there, there's, there was one particular play. Um, I think it was a punt return from Tavon Austin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. you get, yeah. you, guys, you guys know what I'm talking about don't you yeah oh, she's oh, the ball oh, oh, oh crap Tavon Tavon you're going the wrong way yeah, Tavon uh, let's <laughs> go this way let's keep moving back this way
0: yeah <laughs> yeah
3: but it's it tough because there's hardly any kick returns anymore um I don't see Tavon Austin as being particularly aggressive um or quick as he used to be, doesn't that seem to have that same spark. But, again, that's the same reason why he's not a ram anymore. Um, again, tackling comes into it. I think, yeah. you know, that you expect your, your defensive guys to be the tacklers, and we're not tackling particularly well in defence, so I don't see why we should tackle particularly well on special teams. Um to get to get more kick return, uh, punt returns would take an awful lot of pressure off the offense in terms of field position and all that kind of stuff. Um, but it's it's not a big part of the NFL anymore. I think it's a widespread problem, I and mean, they throw so many rules at it to try and cut things down, you know, cut injuries and all that kind of stuff. So it's not just a cowboy thing. It's a it's an NFL thing. Um, they're, they're taking them out. I don't necessarily know if there's a reduction in injuries, but you're not going to see many punt, uh, punt return sixes or kickoff sixes anymore, I don't think. It's just the way it's going. I agree. Yeah, I'm totally with you. Um, anything you want to add
0: to the special teams question there, Brandon? Um, Does it come down to tackling, like he says?
2: Yeah, and something I've really noticed, I know Jeff Heath catches a lot. Of stuff at the safety yeah. position, but I think he's our best special teamer when it comes to special teams play, and I think it was kind of noticeable not seeing him seeing him uh, in there covering on you know kickoffs and stuff, because he's usually yeah. he usually does a great job in special teams when he's in there that's where I like to see him a lot you
0: he, know he is a good gunner in that term yeah. yeah a lot of it is based down to his speed because he is a fast guy. Um, but we're going to let you have the final question from the mailbag, uh, Brandon, which is from our uh, big fan, our number one fan, Big Ken. Uh, he's asking, Devin Smith, Cedric Wilson, do we start or play him over Tavon Austin?
2: Uh, Either they, one. They both got. They, they both got big potential you know Devin Smith was I think I believe a second round pick at one point and yeah. uh you know and uh it didn't pan out but he had a great preseason for us I mean he looked like there was a lot of potential there I've seen a lot of potential in him I, I actually thought he was going to get more involved um throughout the season than he has because of how good he was looking early on Uh, Cedric Wilson, I think he's got a lot of potential, too. I'm not really all the way there yet on him, though. Uh, I probably wouldn't put either one of them ahead of Tavon right yet. But but if I uh, did, it would be Devin Smith, possibly, at this point. Yeah. You know, over Cedric Wilson. But, yeah, I think I'll leave Tavon in there. And uh, (laughs) he didn't make any big plays for us. But, man, well, uh, he did. he, Mm -hmm. He had one pass deflection, and that was huge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was actually something yeah. I wrote down. That, that was
0: quite that was quite important in terms of stopping interception. Yeah,
2: yeah good awareness. That's the that's the awareness. That awareness is why I would still leave him ahead of those two. The, the ability to, you know, think like a defender instead of just oh, I'm, I'm overthrown. I'm just gonna let off my route, you know, and yeah. jog it out.
0: Yeah. I I totally agree. I mean, I agree with you so much. It was something I wrote down. <laughs> <laughs> before we yeah. got on you um, but Rich uh, how do you see it answering Big Ken's question Devin Smith, Cedric Wilson or Rostin or no?
1: Uh, <clears throat> I'm a bit of a walking contradiction on this one because I completely agree with you he made a massive play there and that epitomises like so the of guy he didn't come off his route even though he's beaten he didn't come off his route he stayed in there and he instinctively switched to playing defense and stopped an interception that's the kind of thing you get from experience and that's why coaches go for someone that they know they go go for known quantities rather than the younger guys giving them a chance a lot of the time you go for what you know yeah Um, Yeah. if i was to give anyone a go and i would like to see him or it would be Devin smith probably over cedric wilson i'd like to see the both of them but if i had to choose one it would be him with that said uh, one, and I, I think they should I really think they should but with that said if it was me and I was making the decision yeah I'd start Tavon Austin and I wouldn't start the other two there we go because you, you go with your own quantity and for exactly <laughs> yeah. that reason
0: alright finishes off grey yes or no Cedric Wilson um, Devon Smith who seems to be the, the, the main one here over Austin or are we keeping Austin in I
3: did criticise Austin's special teams but I would keep. I would still keep him. I would keep him above the other two guys because um, he, he seems to have this kind of trick play mentality about them. Like yeah. if, if you said to me, Team One Austin had had one touch of the ball on Sunday, what was it? I would probably say something like an end around. You know, okay. cuts cuts in front, picks the ball up from somewhere, and takes off on the other side of the field. So. They, they still see him as that kind of difference maker, um, mm-hmm. but I agree with Rich. If if it's you know if if we're in the two minute drill, I'm putting Austin out there. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go with Devin Smith or an alternative. I, I think experience counts an awful lot, especially especially when you're you know uh, six points behind with a minute forty or whatever left. I'm going with I'm going with Austin. Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah,
0: it's safe to say I, I, am I'm, I'm with you guys. I'm sticking with Austin. Yeah. Um, but that is it for the post game show. Um, and uh we've had fun, you, with Brandon. I, I was gonna say, give it, give it, give it to us, mate. Um, just a quick shout out though. Make sure you watch the Free game show later this week with Lauren. The competition for the free hat has been announced. Congratulations to Craig Cameron. Uh, but from us and of course Cowboys Dale give it to us, mate. Ow. Yes. <laughs>
2: That's how Cowboy Dale does it. That's yeah. UK Cowboys fan does it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yes. You know we're gonna be we're gonna be keeping that sound bite. If you, yeah. if you don't yeah. watch
2: UK Cowboys fans, you make about as much sense as titties on a bull, man. <laughs>
0: make sure you go and follow cowboys y'all make sure you do that um it's been a lot of fun this one so from myself graham rich and of course brandon slash dale uh it's been great fun thank you very
2: much brandon thanks for having me guys thank you very much